pelangi yang hilang Ketika peri kecil bernama Luna terbang di atas ladang Ia melihat garis yang berwarna-warni sangat indah di langit Wow indah sekali Apa itu kata Luna Luna yang kamu maksud adalah sebuah pelangi Kata ibu Luna ketika ia menceritakan apa yang dilihatnya Hmm besok aku ingin pergi ke ladang dan melihat pelangi lagi ya bu Kata Luna Pagi-pagi Luna pun terbang ke ladang Namun tidak ada pelangi di ladang Lalu Luna memutuskan untuk terbang ke kota Namun tidak ada pelangi juga di kota Kemana sang pelangi pergi? Tanya Luna dalam hati Saat pergi ke kota Luna pun bertemu dengan ibu Boris Halo ibu Boris Aku ingin bertanya Apakah ibu melihat pelangi di sekitar sini? Tanya Luna Oh Halo sayang, maaf sekali ibu tidak melihatnya Namun ibu melihatnya kemarin di rumah Tuan Del, jawab ibu Boris Setiba di rumah Tuan Del, Luna melihat Tuan Del sedang makan Halo Tuan Del, maaf mengganggu Aku hanya ingin bertanya, apakah ada pelangi yang datang ke sini? Tanya Luna Oh, halo peri kecil Sayang sekali saya tidak melihatnya ketika sedang makan Coba kamu tanyakan kepada paman matahari Dia cukup dekat dengan sang pelangi Jawab Tuan Del Kembali terbang ke ladang Luna pun bertanya kepada paman matahari Halo paman matahari Paman cukup dekat dengan sang pelangi ya Apakah paman tahu kemana dia pergi? Ho 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 Paman jarang bertemu dengannya Dan sang pelangi juga tak banyak berbicara Maaf sekali Luna, aku tidak dapat membantumu, kata Paman Matahari Dengan sedih, Luna pun terbang pulang Hai Luna, kenapa kamu begitu sedih di hari cerah seperti ini? Teriak Dimitri sang perihujan Oh, hai Dimitri, aku hanya kelelahan mencari sang pelangi dari tadi pagi Tapi tidak juga menemukannya Kamu mungkin juga tidak tahu di mana pelangi itu sekarang, jawab Luna Kamu tidak akan menemukannya di hari cerah seperti ini, Pri kecil. Pelangi hanya datang saat aku memanggilnya setelah aku menurunkan hujan, kata Dimitri. Hmm, ini rahasia kecil ya. Besok akan turun hujan dan kamu pergilah ke ladang. Kamu akan bertemu sang pelangi, kata Dimitri. Benarkah? Jadi besok aku bisa melihat pelangi lagi? Hore, terima kasih Dimitri. Oh iya, rahasia ini aman bersamaku. Luna pulang dengan gembira Hujan deras turun pada keesokan paginya Persis seperti yang dikatakan Dimitri Dan ketika hujan itu berhenti Luna terbang ke ladang secepat yang ia bisa Ah di sini rupanya sang pelangi Teriak Luna Luna pun berada di ladang untuk menikmati keindahan pelangi Sampai bertemu pada hujan berikutnya pelangi Bisik Luna sambil tersenyum Pesan moral ini dari cerita ini adalah Selalu ada jalan saat kita tidak menyerah Bertemanlah sebanyak mungkin Teman adalah ibarat lampu penerang yang diberikan Tuhan sebagai petunjukmu The Missing Rainbow When a little fairy named Luna flew to the field She spotted on the beautiful, colorful stripes on the sky. Wow, it's so beautiful. 
I wonder what that is, said Luna. I think what you mean is the rainbow, Luna, said Luna's mother when she told her what she saw. Hmm, I want to go and see the rainbow again tomorrow, mom, said Luna. Early in the morning, Luna flies to the field, but there is no rainbow in the sky. So, Luna flies away to the town, but there was no rainbow at the town. Where does the rainbow go? asked Luna to herself. Flying through the town, Luna met Mrs. Boris. Hello, Mrs. Boris. I wonder if you see any rainbow around here, asked Luna. Oh, hello, dear. I'm sorry, I didn't see any rainbow around here. But I did see her at Mr. Dale's house yesterday, Mrs. Boris answered. Flying to Mr. Dale's house, Luna finds him eating. Hello, Mr. Dale. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm just wondering if you see the rainbows coming, asked Luna. Oh, well, hello, Luna. I'm sorry, little fairy. I'm afraid I didn't catch the rainbow coming while I was eating. Why don't you ask Uncle Sun? He's close to the rainbow, Mr. Dale answered. Flying back to the field, Luna finally asked Uncle Sun. Hello, Uncle Sun. I heard that you're close with the rainbow. Do you know where she went? Ho, ho, ho. Well, I only met her once in a while for a short time, and she doesn't speak much. So sorry, Luna. I cannot help you, said Uncle Sun. Sadly, Luna flies home. Hi, Luna. Why do you so sad in this bright day? shouted Dimitri, the rain fairy. Oh, hi, Dimitri. I'm just so tired looking for the rainbow since morning but cannot find her. You probably don't know where she is too now, Luna answered. You won't find the rainbow in this bright day, silly fairy. The rainbow only comes up. The rainbow only comes up when I called her after I poured out some rain to the land, said Dimitri. Mm. You know what? Let me tell you a little secret. By this time tomorrow, there will be another rain coming. You might find the rainbow after the rain at the field, said Dimitri. Really? So I'll get to see the rainbow tomorrow. Yay! Thank you, Dimitri. Oh, and your secret is safe with me. Luna walks home happily. A heavy rain poured down the next morning just as Dimitri had said. And when rain finally stopped, Luna flies to the field as fast as she could. Ah, there you are, Miss Rainbow, shouted Luna. Luna stays there enjoying the beauty of the rainbow. See you on another rain, Miss Rainbow, said Luna smiled. Life lessons from the stories, there will always be a way when we don't give up. Make friends as many as you can, they are like lampstands that God has put for your directions. Serigala Bersuara Ayam Dahulu ada seekor serigala kecil bernama Wufi. Dia punya bulu coklat yang panjang, dua telinga besar, dan semua serigala lain tahu bahwa Wufi akan menjadi serigala yang besar dan kuat. 
Tetapi ada sedikit masalah dengan Wufi Ketika serigara segala lain mulai melolong Dia mulai berkotek, berkotek, dan berkotek Awalnya serigala lain merasa itu lucu Mereka berpikir setelah dewasa nanti pasti Wufi juga akan bisa melolong Dia tuh seekor serigala bukan ayam Namun seiring waktu berjalan dan Wufi menjadi dewasa Wufi tetap saja berkotek, berkotek, dan berkotek Dia tidak pernah melolong Kawanan itu mulai kurang menyukai Wufi Serigala yang berkotek-kotek sama sekali tidak keren Teman-teman Wufi mulai menjauhinya Suatu hari kawanan Wufi sedang berburu kijang di hutan Kijang-kijang itu ketakutan ketika dikepung kawanan serigala Lalu Wufi berkotek-kotek Mendengar itu kijang-kijang tertawa sampai sakit perut Kawanan serigala pun pergi karena malu Malam itu pemimpin kawanan memanggil Wufi Dia merasa Wufi tidak cukup baik untuk kawanan itu Wufi pun diusir Wufi sedih dia berjalan dan berjalan terus Tak tahu harus kemana atau berbuat apa Dia pun tiba di sebuah peternakan ayam Wufi berpikir jika dia menangkap beberapa ayam dan memberikannya pada pimpinan kawanannya Dia akan dinilai berjasa dan diperbolehkan bergabung kembali Kemudian dia menunjukkan tubuhnya yang besar dan menyorotkan pandangan galaknya Ayam-ayam itu ketakutan mereka pun berkotek-kotek Pemilik peternakan keluar untuk memeriksa ayam-ayamnya dengan membawa senapan Ketika dia melihat Wufi, dia mengarahkan moncong senapannya ke Wufi Tetapi kemudian Wufi berkotek-kotek Ayam-ayam pun berhenti berlari Perlahan-lahan mereka berkumpul di sekeliling Wufi Mereka pikir Wufi salah satu dari mereka Setelah melihat bahwa serigala yang datang itu tidak lagi membahayakan Si pemilik peternakan menurunkan senapannya dan masuk ke dalam Wufi bingung Di satu sisi sekarang mudah baginya untuk menangkap ayam-ayam itu Karena mereka begitu dekat dan si pemilik sudah kembali ke dalam rumah Tetapi dia belum pernah merasa begitu diterima Maka dia memutuskan untuk tinggal di situ semalam dan menangkap mereka esok hari Keesokan harinya ayam-ayam itu mengajaknya berkeliling Anak-anak ayam berkeliaran di antara kakinya dengan gembira Bahkan si pemilik peternakan memberinya makanan yang lezat Wufi merasa gembira sehingga dia memutuskan untuk tinggal sehari lagi sebelum menangkap mereka Pada hari berikutnya ketika dia sedang minum di belakang rumah Dia mendengar keributan Di depan rumah dilihatnya beberapa elang mengejar ayam-ayam Hari itu pemilik peternakan sedang pergi Wufi segera maju dan menyerang Ketika melihat seekor serigala Elang-elang itu pun terbang menjauh Ayam-ayam bergembira Sejak hari itu mereka selalu menggoda elang-elang Dan tak lama kemudian Tidak ada lagi elang yang berani datang mengganggu Wufi lupa akan rencananya menangkap ayam-ayam itu Apalagi sekarang dia benar-benar merasa menjadi salah satu dari mereka Si pemilik peternakan menjulukinya serigala peternakan terbaik Sekarang Wufi tidak hanya bangga menjadi serigala yang berkotek-kotek Tapi dia juga sadar bahwa dengan berguna bagi yang lain hidupnya jadi lebih berarti
the wolf who clucks and clucks and clucks. Once there was a small wolf named Woofy. He had long brown fur, two big ears, and all the other wolves in the pack could see that Woofy would grow to be a big and strong wolf. There was, however, one little problem with Woofy. When all the other young wolves started to howl, he clucked and clucked and clucked. The other wolves thought it was funny at first, and they thought that as Woofy grew bigger, he would eventually, eventually howl. After all, he was a wolf, not a chicken. But as time went by, and as Woofy and the other young wolves become adult, Woofy still clucked and clucked and clucked. He never howled. The pack started to feel uneasy with Woofy. A clucking wolf was definitely not helping with their image, and Woofy's friends started to stay away from him. One day, the pack was hunting deer in the forest. The deer were so frightened when they were surrounded by the fierce wolves. Then Woofy clucked. The deer laughed until they heard their tummies. The wolves were so ashamed that they laughed. That night, the pack leader called Woofy. He thought Woofy was no longer good enough to be a member of the pack. He asked Woofy to leave. Woofy was sad. He walked and walked and walked. He didn't know where to go or what to do. Then he reached a chicken farm. A chicken farm. Woofy thought if he could catch some of the chickens and bring them to his leader, surely he would prove himself worthy and he would be accepted back. So he showed his big body and looked at the chickens with his fierce look. The chickens were frightened. They clucked and clucked. The farm owner came out with his gun and checked on his chickens. When he saw Woofy, he pointed his gun at him, but Woofy clucked. Then all the chickens stopped running and slowly gathered around Woofy. They clearly thought Woofy was one of them. Seeing that the wolf posed no more danger, the farm owner put down his guns and went inside. Woofy was confused. On one hand, it would be easy to catch the chickens now that they were so close and the owner was gone. But he had never felt so welcome before. So he decided to stay for a day and catch them tomorrow. The next day, all the chickens showed him around. The chicks played happily among his legs and the farm owner even gave him a delicious piece of meat. Woofy had so much fun that he decided to stay for another day before catching the chickens. The day after, he was drinking behind the barn when he heard a commotion. He went in front, of, he went in front and saw some eagles chasing the chickens. The farm owner happened to be away that day. Woofy charged forward. Seeing a wolf, the eagles flew away. The chickens were overjoyed. Ever since that day, the, they always played tricks on the eagles, and soon no eagle dared to disturb the chickens anymore. Woofy forgot about his, forgot about his plan to catch the chickens. 
After all, he was really one of them now, especially after the farm owner named him the best farm wolf. Not only was Woofy proud to be clucking and clucking and clucking, but he also realized that being useful and loved had made his life worth living. Putri Duyung Yang Terus Melompat Dahulu ada putri duyung muda bernama Medi yang terus saja melompat. Sewaktu kecil, dia menemukan sebuah benda di salah satu kapal yang karam. Benda itu milik manusia. Ketika dia bermain-main dengan benda itu, dilihatnya gambar anak perempuan yang sedang melompat-lompat. Medi amat kagum pada kaki anak perempuan itu walaupun dia tidak tahu bahwa itu dinamakan kaki. Medi pikir anak itu punya dua ekor karena selalu melompat. Sejak itu, Medi melompat sepanjang hari dengan harapan ekor keduanya akan tumbuh juga. Tetapi, sekalipun dia telah melompat dan melompat selama bertahun-tahun, ekor keduanya tidak tumbuh juga. Maka, Medi punya rencana lain. Terkadang, dia melihat manusia melintasi lautan dengan mangkuk logam besar yang disebut kapal. Maka suatu hari dia naik ke salah satu kapal itu untuk mengamati. Pengasuhnya tidak menyetujui rencana Medi. Tapi Medi memaksa. Mereka pun memakai rok yang panjang supaya terlihat seperti manusia. Di atas kapal yang pertama kali Medi lihat adalah sekelompok manusia yang sedang berolahraga pagi. Lihat mereka memang selalu melompat bisiknya pada pengasuh. Tetapi kemudian. Dia melihat manusia-manusia itu melakukan hal-hal lain juga. Dia tertarik pada semua aktivitas itu, terutama yang mereka sebut berdansa. Medi mengendap-endap masuk ke ruang dansa dan Medi masuk ke ruangan dansa dan mencoba berdansa. Tetapi bagaimanapun juga dia tidak dapat melakukannya. Medi merasa sedih. Ayo kita pulang saja, kata pengasuhnya. Medi mengangguk. Sesampai di rumah, aku harus lebih sering lagi melompat, katanya. Sebelum mereka melompat ke laut, Medi melihat seorang wanita menggendong seorang manusia kecil. Lihat, manusia sekecil itu saja sudah punya ekor kedua, katanya kepada pengasuhnya. Si ibu meletakkan manusia kecil itu dan dia merangkak. Padahal dia belum bisa berdiri dan melompat, tambah Medi. Oh, itu berarti mereka punya dua ekor bukan karena mereka melompat terus. Medi, rasanya memang mereka terakhir dengan dua ekor, kata si pengasuh. Berarti aku tidak punya harapan untuk memiliki ekor kedua, kata Medi lalu menangis. Ayo, kita pulang saja. Aku akan buatkan selada rumput laut kesukaanmu, kata pengasuhnya. Namun ketika mereka hendak melompat, mereka mendengar keributan. Balita yang mereka lihat tadi ternyata terjatuh ke laut. Ibunya pingsan, beberapa manusia pria bersiap melompat. Namun Medi tidak membuang-buang waktu, dia langsung melompat. Sebagai putri duyung, tentu saja dia yang berenang paling cepat. Dengan mudah dia menyelamatkan anak kecil itu. Ketika mereka semua sudah kembali ke kapal, orang-orang mulai menyadari bahwa Medi adalah putri duyung. Mereka terkesima. Gadis-gadis kecil datang untuk mengagumi ekor Medi. Ibu, 
Aku mau ekor seperti itu, kata salah satu anak itu. Medi tersenyum. Dia menyuruh si gadis cilik duduk di dekatnya. Dia menunjuk ke arah kaki gadis itu. Dua ekor lebih baik daripada satu, katanya pada gadis cilik itu. Lalu mengedipkan mata ke arah ibunya. Si gadis cilik tersenyum. <tuh> Begitu perpisahan dan sesi pemotretan yang berlangsung lama usai, Medi dan pengasuhnya pun berenang pulang. Setelah kejadian itu, Medi tidak lagi melompat-lompat karena dia sudah sadar bahwa ada banyak hal asyik lainnya yang dapat dia lakukan dengan satu ekor saja. Rainy day, go away. One morning, Chloe the bunny feels cranky that Green stops her from playing at the field. I hate rain, mom, said Chloe. Hmm, you might feel sorry for saying that after I told you the story, Chloe, said Chloe's mother. Long time ago, there lived a rain fairy named Claude. As a rain fairy, Claude would pour down rain to the land. But as the time goes by, people started to get mad at Claude. You stop us from doing everything. Go away and don't come back, they shouted at Claude. Claude was very sad and disappointed. She left. There was no rain since then. When there was no rain at all, the flowers couldn't drink any water. They are dying. When the flowers were dying, the bees and butterflies were starving and they they too started dying. When there was no rain at all, the river was drying. Birds and other animals couldn't drink. So, they were thirsty. When there was no rain at all, the land was losing its green. The trees was dry, the land was cracked, only the wind was blowing dirt. Now, the people were feeling too heated because of the everyday summer day. Now, they were missing clouds. They knew that rain was so important for their life. Humans, Animals, plants couldn't live without rain. After they said sorry to Claude and promised not to get mad of the rain again, Claude finally returned. When the rain poured down, the flowers started to blossom. Bees and butterflies were flying ha- happily. The river was filled again. All of the birds and animals came to have a sip. When the rain poured down, The land was finally green and restored. Now all the people were happy. Seeing the people were happy, Claude made made a promise. Today, I make you a rainbow as a promise that I will never run and stop the rain from pouring again when it is needed. See, Chloe, rain isn't so bad at all, said Chloe's mother. Yes, mother, now I know how important the rain is. I will never hate it again, said Chloe with a smile on her cheek. Life lessons from this story is be grateful for everything even when you are sad. Always find a positive side from every situation. The King and the Invisible World Once upon a time, in a faraway land, 
There was a king whose name was King Theon. He lived in a big castle. King Theon loved to wear good clothes. He adored fine robes, shoes, well, everything had to look good on him. He loved when people adored him or praised his good looks. Wow, he had thousands of clothes and shoes. One day, King Theon felt bored at all of his clothes. So, King Theon told his servants to go and find the best tailor in the village to make him the best robe. Finally, after days of searching, they found the best and finest tailor, Talita the tailor. Talita the tailor lived at a village called Grace Gray Village and has been shoeing since she was a child. She's very talented. Could she possibly get what the king have wanted? Back to the castle, the servant brought Talita to the king. The king demanded her to make him the best robe. Otherwise, she would never come back home. Talita was sad. She loved going home. So, Talita spent her night thinking of what kind of robe that suits the king Theon. Suddenly, she came up with a Suddenly, she came up with a brilliant idea. Aha! I know what to make for the king, she shouted. She shooed the robe all night long. Early in the morning, King Theon went to Talita's showroom to see what she's making. I'm sorry, your majesty, but you may not yet see the robe that I have made for you, for this is a magic robe that nobody in the kingdom has ever made. You may see it tomorrow before you visit the villages, your majesty, says Talita. The king went back to his chamber feeling curious for this robe. Come, show me the robe, King Theon commanded the next day. Talita then brought up the robe covered with cloth to the king. When she opened the cloth, nobody could see the robe. Where's my robe? Are you playing me? shouted the king. This is a magic robe, your majesty. This is called the invisible robe. It's the only one within the kingdoms. Once you wear this, nobody can see it, said Talita. Wow, really? I get to wear what nobody has and will never wear. God, good. Now, everyone will praise me. I'll wear it to the villages, said the king, Theon. Then the king wore the invisible robe on his visit to the villages. The people will praise me in awe because of this one and only robe, thought the king Theon. When he walked down through the villages, he saw the people were laughing and smiling towards him. Why is the king only wears underwear, the people thought. Ah, this robe is amazing. I never see my people so happy like this, said the king. Now, the king was happy, the people were happy, and so was Talita who then allowed to come back home. Life lessons from this story are Keep away from arrogancy because arrogancy draws you close to stupidity. Pursue creativity by growing your imagination. Curious Toby Nomia, the land of gnomes, is filled with families of gnomes. 
They are so friendly and curious about everything, including a little gnome named Toby. Toby the little gnome lives in a tiny house. He loves to play with the other little gnomes. They love to play hide and seek, or simply pick the fruits together. One day, the curious Toby looked at the town of the mainland. The mainland is a land of the giants. They are very big. I wonder what it is like to live as a huge person, said Toby, feeling so curious. You better not go there, Toby. The mainland is not for gnomes like us. Everything in mainland, everything in mainland are huge, said Toby's father. But how much bigger, father, said Toby, still feeling so curious. Finally, he decided to take a look to the mainland. So, Toby leaves Nomia early in the morning. Mom, I'll go play at the fields, okay? Toby lied to his mother. Going to the mainland, Toby arrives at the site of the mainland. Diagon Woods. Wow, how huge the trees are here, said Toby with awe. Suddenly, Toby feels tiny between these huge trees. After crossing Diagon Woods, finally Toby arrives at the town center of the mainland. Everything are huge, just as father has said, thought Toby. The houses, trees, people, even the birds are huge around here. Oh, hello, hello. Hmm. Can I have a hello, madam? Hey, hello. It's so hard for Toby to speak to the people because he's so small to them. All of the people at the mainland couldn't hear Toby's voice. After hours of trying to talk to people at the mainland but failed, Toby is tired and it's noon already. I think I better go home now. Nobody listens to me here, sighs Toby. Hmm, I think it's this way, but why is it different this time? Oh no, I forgot the way home. How can I go home? cried Toby. Toby! Toby! Where are you? Suddenly there is a sound shouting Toby's name. Father, I'm here! shouted Toby. Toby's father rushes going to Toby and hug him. I'm so sorry, Father. I left Nomia without telling you and had lied to Mama, cried Toby. After this experience, Toby knows what Toby knows that it is wrong to lie to his parents and finally had promised not to do it again. Beware of your curiosity, Toby. We don't want you to get hurt. We love you, dear. Now, let's have dinner together, said Toby's mother. Life lessons of the stories are Everyone needs curiosity to meet new adventures, but beware. Don't let your curiosity draw you to the wrong things. Lies never end lies never end good, while honesty never wrong. Lou and her dream. Lou, who do you want to be when you grow up? asked Mother Lou. Hmm, I'm not sure, Mother. I don't think I'm good at anything, answered Lou. Oh, don't worry, my little Lou. Take your time to figure it out, said Mother Lou with a smile. But Lou cannot help things of this for the whole day. Hmm. 
Who do I want to be? said Lou wondering. Later that night, when Lou was sleeping, she had a dream. On her dream, Lou was walking down a path to somewhere that looks like a small town. Hmm, I wonder what's inside the town, said Lou. La 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 Lou heard the singing sound. When she turned around, a woman was singing with her harp. Oh, hello little girl. I'm Wendy, the mother of all singing fairies, said Wendy. Oh, hello Mrs. Wendy. You have a very beautiful voice, said Lou. Ho ho ho, thank you little girl. Singing makes me happy. Do you like to sing? asked Mrs. Wendy. Hmm, I'm not sure, Mrs. Wendy. I think I like it, but I don't think I could be a good singer, Lou answered sadly. Well, that's okay, my dear. Everybody just need a little bit of practice, like this. La 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 la. After a couple of lessons from Miss Wendy, Lou said thank you and waved goodbye to walk down further. I think I can be a great singer someday, thought Lou. After walking for a while, Lou met a man who was painting. Hi, little girl. I'm Paul. I like to play with colors. What's your name? asked Paul the painter. Hello, Mr. Paul. I'm Lou. Wow, you are so talented, Mr. Paul. Those paintings are really good, said, said Lou. Oh, thank you, Lou. Just a little bit of colors and lots of practice. Here, let me show you how to paint, said Paul the painter. After some times of practicing. Thank you, Mr. Paul. I learned a lot today. I think I can be a great painter someday, said Lou, leaving Mr. Paul. After that, Lou met Louis, the chef. Oh, hi, what's your name? Call me Louis. I'm the chef of this town. Here is some cookies. Did I mention I made it? said Louis, the chef. Hmm, it's so delicious, Louis. Hmm, I'm Lou, said Lou, whilst eating the cookies. Yeah, yeah, everybody says I have the best cookies in town. Since you love it, let me teach you my secret recipe, said Louis. Making cookies with Louis was fun. I think I can be a great chef some, someday, said Lou. When the morning comes, Lou rushed to her mother and told her about her dream last night. I think I can be whoever I want to be, mother, as long as, long as I practice hard, said Lou. Yes, darling, you can be whoever you want to be, as long as you practice, said Lou's mother with a smile. Life lessons from the story are, pursue your dreams with continuous learning and never give up. Success never comes from the lazy, but from the diligent ones who never stop learning.